All right, well, we're going to get started here, and um, this is Living on Purpose from Mediocrity to Maturity, Part 4. This is our fourth part that we're doing here, and uh, super encouraging. If you've missed any of the previous weeks, we want you to go back and, and read and help get up to speed. But basically, we're talking about the need to mature in our faith in Christ, mm-hmm. and um Sarah and I are reading a, a really, really good, interesting book right now, John Eldridge's new book that's just simply called Resilient. And, um, you know, well into the book. And so yesterday he, he just wrote this wow. one little sentence and I went, dude, I'm tracking with you. And he just said, the days in which we're living, maturity is not an option. Like we have to grow up body of Christ. Mm -hmm. We have to grow up. It's not an option. Mm -hmm. It's never been an option. Yeah. But then there's times where it's like, y'all, there's no option here. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, all right. So the promise to us, just by way of review real quick, the promise to us for living on purpose out of second Peter chapter one, uh, these four amazing promises. If we'll live on purpose, Peter writes and says that we'll never be barren. Mm -hmm. Never be barren. It means will always be producing things for the kingdom of God. Uh, the next promise he said, like it, is that we won't be unfruitful. This, both of these are Second Peter 1.8. We won't be unfruitful. Mm-hmm. There's always going to be fruit from our ministry. There's always going to be the tangible, hey, I can point to, here's where I have, have impacted and influenced someone for the kingdom of God. Absolutely. So you'll never be barren. You'll never be unfruitful. You'll never stumble, Mm -hmm. which I mean, man, this is great here. It doesn't mean that you won't just never stumble. Yeah, you're going to mess up. We're all going to mess up. We're all going to sin. If we say we're without sin, John says we're lying. But we're never going to stumble to the point of renouncing our faith in Christ. Mm -hmm. And then the fourth promise is, will be given an abundant entrance into the kingdom of God, 2 Peter 1.11. And so you look at these four promises. If we'll give ourselves to maturity, these four things will be said of us. I mean, and how awesome. Never being barren, never being unfruitful in 2 Peter 1.8. We'll never stumble to the point of losing our faith, 2 Peter 1.10. And then... When our body breathes its last and we enter into heaven, we'll be given an abundant entrance into the kingdom of God, uh, verse 11. So awesome stuff. What is our purpose that produces those guarantees from happening? In other words, how do we go from mediocrity to maturity? Mm-hmm. Because again, it's not an option right now. Yeah. Maturity isn't up. an option. We got to grow mm-hmm. up. So Second mm-hmm. Peter 1 Second uh, Peter chapter one, verses five through seven. Sarah's going to read these for us this morning. But also for this very reason, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue, to virtue knowledge, to knowledge self-control, to self-control perseverance, to perseverance godliness, to godliness brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness love. Right, so so far we've talked about being diligent, motivated, driven, focused, and intentional. Mm-hmm. That's what that means. So he said you gotta be diligent about these things. Yeah. To add to your faith. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we start with faith, faith in Christ, faith in his word. Mm-hmm. Add to your faith virtue, mm-hmm. moral excellence. Add to your faith virtue, and then to virtue, knowledge. Mm-hmm. 
You, you've got to know the word, but not just in an intellectual sense, like the Pharisees. We talked about that last week. We, we've got to know the word that gives us life. Mm-hmm. And now he's saying, add to your knowledge self-control. Mm-hmm. Now, y'all, today's word is an important, important word. Add to your faith, virtue, and knowledge self-control. Now, remember, I've said this just a couple times as we've gone through here. Peter really is looking back at the end of his life over the high points, yeah, that's interesting. the major learning lessons in his life, and now he's at self-control. Well, if you know anything about Peter, Peter wasn't a guy who was given to self-control. Yeah. He was kind of much more impulsive mm-hmm. and, and, um, and unfiltered mm-hmm. a lot of times in his life. And so for Peter to say, hey, man, y'all need to be diligent about adding self-control to your life Mm -hmm. so these four promises can be true of you, Mm -hmm. it really is him saying, hey man, here's where I've blown it. And here's what we need to add. We need to add self-control. You think about Peter lacking self-control. Remember when he rebukes Jesus? Jesus is telling him, hey, I'm about to go to the cross. And he goes, no way. Far be it from me. Like, I'll never let this happen to you. It says that Peter rebuked Jesus. When you're rebuking Jesus, can we just say you're not operating in self-control? He didn't understand. Yeah, he didn't know what was up. Mm -hmm. Then even after that, right? If if everyone leaves you, Lord, I'll never leave you. Mm -hmm. Sounds like this great brave heart, courageous statement. But it's just an impulsive, say the right thing Mm -hmm. moment. And there was no real substance to it. Mm -hmm. Because within hours... He's denying Jesus yeah. big time, which was another one of his lacking self-control moments. Mm-hmm. In a cussing rage, I never knew him, I never knew him, I never knew him. But filling in the blanks there, it's like all kinds of foul language. Don't miss that. So Peter kind of, you know, is really good at, at lacking self-control sometimes. And then our last example is, that I want to give anyway, is... At the arrest, right? What does he do? Cut off the ear. (laughs) He grabs his sword and cuts off the ear of the soldier who's coming to arrest Jesus. I mean, takes his sword out and cuts the dude's ear. I don't know that Peter was a fisherman. He wasn't a swordsman. I don't know that he was going for his ear. I think he was going for his head and just ended up getting his ear. You know, so anyway... Peter's a guy who many times in his life lacks self-control in very, very significant ways. Looking back, he's going, man, I got to tell the people something. Mm -hmm. Man, you you need to add self-control to your life, okay? Now, Mm -hmm. uh, let me give all of us some good news this morning. Because when we talk about self-control, there's this sense of um, that it's up to us, you know, This is a pull yourself up by your bootstraps, do the right thing. And it because it's self-control, self indicates it's all about us. Here's the good news. Self-control is spirit empowered. Mm. Get a hold of this. Being self-controlled is actually being spirit empowered. Mm -hmm. That's good. Now, how do I know that? Because Galatians 5 22 and 23 tells us what the fruit of the Spirit is. Sarah, read that list to us. Check it out. 
The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness. Last but not least. Self-control. <laughs> Self-control. Self-control is a byproduct of the Spirit-filled life. Yeah. So you go, okay, well, like how do I get filled with the Spirit? All the way back in the very beginning, our first session together, we said, hey, everything we're talking about, we quoted from Zechariah. It's not by might, mm -hmm. nor by power. In other words, it's not self, mm -hmm. but it's by my spirit. This is the power of God. Peter starts his epistle that way. Mm -hmm. This is about the power of God enabling us to operate in these things that take us from mediocrity to maturity. Mm -hmm. One of the things the spirit of God does is he gives us self-control. Yeah. So we've got to position ourselves to be empowered by his spirit and the supernatural byproduct of that is then to operate in self-control. Mm -hmm. Paul says earlier, if you walk in the spirit, you won't fulfill the lusts of the flesh. In other words, you'll be functioning in a self-controlled way mm -hmm. so that you're not doing those things that are that are wrong and sinful and all, okay? Mm -hmm. So first of all, self-control is spirit empowered. It comes from a life of submission to and filling of the Holy Spirit. I want to remind you of Ephesians 5.18 to be continually filled with the Holy Spirit. As you mature, listen, man, it's got to be part of how we function and operate in life, a dependency upon the Holy Spirit. In this case, to help us be self-controlled, okay? Second thing I want you to know, and this is so important, self-control doesn't allow us to give up during tough times. Yeah. I, I want you to know that and understand that. Self-control isn't just, um, you know, not doing something that's, that's wrong um, by your actions. Yeah. It's self-control is also not giving up mm -hmm. during tough times. And mm -hmm. I don't know that there's a better example of not giving up during a tough time than Jesus, right? So we're at the Garden of Gethsemane moment. So mm -hmm. re read that for us. Matthew 26, verse 37 through 39. And he took with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee, and he began to be sorrowful and deeply distressed. Then he said to them, my soul is exceedingly sorrowful, even to death. Stay here and watch with me. He went a little farther and fell on his face and prayed, saying, Oh, my father, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not, not as I will, but as you will. Yeah. <sighs> You see what's going on in yeah. this moment? and I understand it more now. Big having time. suffered so, so greatly. Jesus, mm -hmm. I mean, his flesh, Jesus yeah. even, yeah. his flesh is crying out mm -hmm. for relief mm -hmm. to quit the agony, the pain, the suffering that he's going to give in. Mm -hmm. Lord, if there's any other way, like I, I want out of this. Yeah. And yet... He says those important words that we've said before, nevertheless, nevertheless. Mm -hmm. not my will, mm -hmm. 
Not what my flesh wants, not what my comfort wants, Mm -hmm. but your will. What is he exercising there? Mm Self-control. He's not letting his flesh give up. He's submitting to the sovereignty of God. Yeah, I'd love to speak to that for a moment. Um, Guys, in regards to like maturity is not um, an option. We have to be mature during this day and this hour. Um, My my little saying right now is that my soapbox is growing. There's so many desperate words that need to be communicated to the church, and I fear that they're not. Um, And one of those things is the sheer fact of planting your feet on the rock and not on sandy ground, building yourself on the rock. Because you will experience in this day, in this hour, those desperate moments where you don't feel the presence of God, um, you don't feel his pleasure, and, and you're wondering what's up. In those moments, that's when you just stand on truth because it's truth. Because you've submitted and you've given your life to the kingdom, you just stand because you because it's truth doing everything to stand, stand therefore, stand therefore. Like there's not the option, even if you see yourself circled by the enemy, you know, you are standing and there's there's no option. To give in. To give in. You don't submit to your emotions. You submit to the word. And, and there's a disconnect there yeah. in the church in general. We want to feel them. And in the Western world, we, we feel, we feel. I mean, I was just telling Ruth the other day, what about all of the the guys during, um, you know, the ISIS uh, atrocities the Orthodox, Orthodox that were, that were ha- the Orthodox Christians are not brought up in this culture of feeling Christ's presence all the time. They just know that it's true and they follow hard after that. And they found themselves not giving in when they were threatened, their lives were threatened to deny Christ or we're going to cut off your heads. They stood on the truth and gave their lives. They were martyred. We've, We've got to stand, you guys. No matter what our emotions, oh gosh, we are such a touchy, feely, wimpy, wimpy culture in the Western world. And we've got to stay, I'm sorry for the redundance, but I just encourage you, if you're not feeling his presence, I I don't want to make it small because we have known that place. Stand there for, do and do everything to stand. That's right. Operate in self-control and don't allow your flesh, your own lust for comfort Mm -hmm. and convenience, Mm -hmm. don't allow it to rule your life. Don't do it. Don't do it. So what we're saying is being self-controlled is spirit-empowered. Secondly, Mm -hmm. self-control doesn't give up in tough times. Thirdly, and finally, self-control doesn't give in. Mm -hmm in tempting times. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't give up and quit yeah. in tough times and it doesn't give in in tempting time. Yeah. Who's our example again? Of course, the Lord Jesus Christ. Matthew chapter four, his temptation, right? So I wanna point something out about mm-hmm. this that often gets overlooked. Mm-hmm. It says that Jesus fasted for 40 days, 
40 days, no food out in the desert. We assume that he at least had some water, Mm -hmm. but no food in the desert for 40 days. Listen to this. At verse 11, Mm -hmm. it makes it very clear that after the temptations were over, that angels had to come and minister to Jesus. Mm -hmm. My point is simply this. He was so hungry and so wore down and so weak that angels had to come and minister to him, okay? You notice Jesus didn't give up in tempting times and particularly how I want to end this today is when you're wore out, when you're, when you're hungry and tired and exhausted in every way from everything you've been going through, I'm telling you that this is like an incubator Mm -hmm. for sin and temptation to come in and present itself in a way, listen to me now, that's going to give you relief, that's gonna restore your joy, that's gonna help you refine happiness. And it's going to do that. It's going to reproduce some peace and some joy and some happiness, but it's gonna be very short-lived and it's gonna produce more problems for your life. Yes, It's gonna come masquerading that way. And so when Jesus is wore down going through the temptation, that's when the, the enemy comes and offers him bread. Yeah. When he's wore down and just tired of it all, mm-hmm. that's when he's saying, hey, come and I'll give you the, the, the kingdoms of this world. Yeah. You can be in charge of it all. Mm-hmm. You see, I just wanna tell you, beware yeah. when you're tired and weary and wore out. Because that's when temptation will come and really try to have its way with you. Mm-hmm. It's going to try to capitalize on the fact that you are sick and tired of being sick and tired. Mm-hmm. And I'm just looking for something to, to stir my heart again yeah. so that I can feel something again, so that there's some exhilaration, mm-hmm. that there's some sense of joy in my life. Yeah. So listen to me. Now, I want to talk to you. I'm not getting, um, uh, I'm not, I'm not being a psychologist or I'm not getting all psychological right now, Mm -hmm. but I want to tell you something, friends, if you don't pay attention to these things, you might not know it, but your heart's going to tell you this. Do you understand that since COVID has happened over the last two years now, almost you understand how tough it is on plenty of people that just look normal, that look good, that look like it. All of the stats are there. You talk to any therapist, there's therapists right now that are so busy seeing more people because people's lives are just caving in on them. And it's a very tough emotionally, physically, and spiritually. It's a very, very tough time for tons of people. And I'm telling you what's happening. It's so tough, people are quitting Jesus. People are giving up their faith because they don't feel his presence like Sarah Sakura because they're not exercising Mm self-control in their Gethsemane moments Mm -hmm. when they are deeply distressed and sorrowful, even to the point of death that's said about Jesus. Mm -hmm. Like, dude, that doesn't get any more tiring and exhausting than being just feeling like you're gonna die from pressure. Friends, COVID has done that to people. Mm -hmm. The lockdowns and everything else got people strung out on drugs, addicted to all manner of things, mm-hmm. beating their their spouses and their children. Yeah. Like, 
it's a bad time right now for a lot of people. And I know we're thinking, oh, COVID's like it's kind of over now or whatever. What's coming next? What's coming next is the result of going through the trauma of COVID. And many, many people are finding it because of the lockdowns, the isolation, going through a very tough time. And it's going to have to be some self-control that says, I'm not quitting because I'm going through a tough time right now. Yeah. COVID also, what? It's very tempting sinfully. Mm -hmm. Why is it uniquely tempting right now sinfully? Because again, people are exhausted. Mm -hmm. They're tired. They're looking for change. Here's a totally random thing. Do you know that over the last year and a half, two years, there has been more remodeling that people have been doing in their homes than any other time? Mm-hmm. What, what are they doing? What, what does that tell us about what's stirring in us? Yeah. We want change. We want something fresh. We want something. We're tired of what we're experiencing right now. And so we look for these outlets. I'm not saying remodeling your house is sinful, but I'm saying it's indicative of what's going on. Mm-hmm. They're, they're looking for change. I'm looking for that thing that's going to get us back to normal, that's yeah. going to make me feel good again. And we're looking for relief mm-hmm. in sometimes really bad places. Right. And I'm telling you, it's COVID-related. I'm not blaming it all on COVID, but I'm telling you, there is a COVID component to this Mm -hmm. that is causing people to want to quit Jesus and fulfill or fill, I should say, their lusts and their longings with things other than Jesus. Yeah, and it's it's placebo, you guys. Total placebo. It's not the real thing. It can't touch the places that the Word of God Mm. can touch. Um, and, and I would encourage you in those moments of desperation, like the Lord has challenged me on this through the years. Like, Sarah, if you're that desperate, how come you're not on your face? How come you're sitting there just scrolling through social media? I mean, I do that far too much. Now I'm looking at all the little animal videos. It's like, I'm so caught up in this animal stuff and it's all placebo and distraction. And, you know, true worshipers worship in spirit and truth. I'm looking for people that will worship in spirit and truth. And to me, that's about submitting body, soul, mind, all to Christ. When you're not feeling it yeah. is a telltale time. Like, I, I don't feel your presence, but I'm going to get on my knees And I'm going to demonstrate my submission to Christ, even when I feel like he's very afar off. So I would encourage you that if if you've lacked self-control and I have, we have, you know, we all need to reboot spiritually. And the first thing to do, you guys, is to repent. Repent for allowing uh, placebo to come into your life rather than the Lord himself, submit yourself to God, resist the devil and he'll flee from you, right? right? Here's how you can tell if you're maturing or not. And and like Sarah has said, listen, I've got nobody to impress. We've both missed the boat on this at various times in our life. We all have. Here's how you can tell if you're maturing in life. It's what you do when sin is placed right in front of you Mm -hmm. or what you do when a tough time is placed in front of you. Yeah. If you retreat to Jesus, you're on your road to maturity. Yeah. 
If you retreat to I'm quitting and giving up and this shouldn't be happening and this isn't fair and Jesus, I can't trust you anymore. And right. Mm-hmm. I mean, real mm-hmm. stuff. If you retreat to the, to the quitting and the sinning, yeah. you're probably not maturing. Yeah. If you retreat to on your face and in God's mm-hmm. presence and trusting him no matter what, yeah. that's an indication yeah. that you're operating in self-control mm-hmm. and that you are maturing in Christ. So there you go, y'all. There is living on purpose from mediocrity to maturity, part four. Mm-hmm. Sarah, close us with a quick prayer of blessing over the people. Yeah. Father God, in Jesus' name, we thank you for your word. It is powerful. It divides marrow and bone. It shows us who we really are. I pray that we wouldn't be pretenders um, for the kingdom, that we would be altogether warriors and not willing to step back, that we're, we're not of the sort to shrink back, but to continue to press in to who you are and what you have for us. Holy Spirit, we need you. Baptize us anew and afresh with the gift, the fruit of self-control. And Father, I pray that you would prove yourself strong in our own lives, that we would stand back and just go, that wasn't me. Mm. That was God working through Mm. me. Thank you, Father God. Give us Mm. a backbone for the kingdom and Mm. for your purposes because we are children of the living God. Mm. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Amen, amen. amen. God bless you all. We love you. We will see you next Monday for part five. Have a great week and uh, we'll see you soon. Remember, share, share, share to help us get the word out. God bless you guys. Bye-bye. Bye.